It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Coming to you from the heart of Silicon Valley. This is Cuda Confidential. The official podcast of the San Jose Barracuda. AHL affiliate of the San Jose Sharks. Now, here's your host, Nick Nolenberger. Our next guest began his professional career under contract with the LA Kings. He's now in his 11th season of pro and his first with the San Jose Sharks organization. It's his fourth stint within the Pacific Division of the AHL after stops in Ontario, San Diego, Stockton, and now San Jose. He first broke into the National Hockey League with his hometown Ottawa Senators in the 2019-20 season. He's one of the toughest customers in the American Hockey League. We are proud to welcome Scott Sabrin to the Cuda Confidential podcast. Welcome back to Cuda Confidential. We are pleased to be joined by Barracuda Ford, Scott Sabrin. Sabs, first of all, thank you for the time. I want to ask, we're recording this on Halloween. You've got two youngsters. I'm sure they're they're ready to fill their bags with candy and you're just trying to rally the troops at this point. What is it like to be a, a young parent this time of year when you've got uh, to deal with the candy, you've got to deal with the costumes and everything else that goes into uh, to a Halloween? It's exciting, man. It's uh, it's great to see the joy on my son's face getting to, to go out tonight and trick-or-treat. And uh, it'll be my daughter's, um, well, not her first time around, but her, you know, her first time kind of understanding a little more what's going on. So um, it's it's an awesome time. It's nice to be able to to have something to, to get your mind off the game when you get home and get outside the rink, you know. So um, it's it's awesome having all this stuff to do with the young ones. So you've got a firefighter in the house. You've got a Dalmatian this year. So the, the outfits are picked out. The kids are ready to roll. I want to ask, how's it been like adjusting to San Jose? You've played in this Pacific Division on a handful of occasions, but you've never been in San Jose within the Sharks organization. How's the family adjusting to new surroundings? It's good. It's, uh, it's a lot warmer than Belleville. Uh, so they're they're definitely appreciating that. Um, it's nice that, you know, we're able to enjoy the outdoors all the time. And um, the organization's been great so far. So it's uh, it's it's been a good, good adjustment. And everyone uh, seems to be liking the change. Well, you competed against John McCarthy quite a bit as a player in the Pacific Division. Now he's your head coach. Is that kind of an adjustment to to have that different type of role where you where you played against a guy? And I don't know if you've ever dealt with that before, but uh how does that change when now all of a sudden he's your coach? Yeah, it's different. It's kind of all come full circle, right? Um, but it, it, it's good. It's nice to have, um, you know, a, a grown-up relationship with them and be able to, uh, you know, voice our opinions and be adult about it um, and, and kind of help try to get things heading in the right direction. So, uh, yeah, I played against J-Mac back in the day and even uh, Hags and I, uh, you know, used to play together and we even – got into a little uh a little fight back in the day so we kind of got that going for us too but um no yeah I, I feel like you know i'm 31 now so most places i go i've uh played against a lot of the players or i've played against the coaches at this point and uh yeah it's all it's all uh come full circle well there's no doubt the ahl at this point is a younger league maybe younger than it's ever been but you mentioned it you're now in your young your your early 30s you've been playing pro hockey for over a decade 
you started as an undrafted player, kind of a long shot to get where you are. What what do you think about when you think about on about the career that you've had so far and you continue to have? Um, I try not to look, you know, too far into it. I, that's kind of been the approach the whole way, right? Is I think if you just kind of, you go day by day and you just kind of build your blocks, then, you know, next thing you know, you're 11 years into a career and, and you're having fun with it, right? So um, I, I play for different things than, than I did when I started, right? Like I got a family now and I'm, you know, pushing for them and I'm, uh, I have different priorities, but um, it's it's been a really fun journey and I'm happy to do it. And uh, I'll keep doing it for a while if they let me. I want to ask, when you were in junior, every player I think has that point in their career and sometimes it takes until they get to the pro level, but you found a niche. I mean, you've scored goals, you've been a a productive player, both at the junior and the pro ranks, but you also realized it seemed like from an early age that part of your game was going to be to have a physical element and and be willing to drop the gloves. Was that always something that was just in your nature or something that you had to kind of build up over time? Um, I think I've always maybe had a little bit of edge to me, um, but you know, you also develop that side of your game, right? And you gain confidence with it kind of as you go through it and, and you get, you know, you get a little more comfortable with it. And uh, it was it was either that or, you know, I wasn't going to be in the lineup at times or I may not be in the league anymore and stuff like that. So it's, uh, it's a bit of a desperate mindset, you know, when it came to it. And uh, now it's, you know, it's just part of my game. It's part of my DNA. So it's uh helps us open up some ice for our guys out there and for me at times and yeah you grew up in orleans uh ontario uh did you grow up a leafs fan in that area oh no 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 don't say that you get me in trouble um, <laughs> ottawa ottawa fan uh we were always kind of rivals with the leafs growing up um you know it was like the ty domi era and daniel alfredson and all that so lots of good heated hockey back then and uh lots of good players to model our games after so what was it like to play not just for the Ottawa Senators for as long as you did, but you also played your first NHL game as a member of the Toronto Maple Leafs, if I'm not mistaken. So you played on both sides. What was that like? Yeah, it was it was really cool to uh, to, to start in Ottawa and to get to, to play there was was really cool. Um, and that was kind of, the you know, the, the whole definition of comes full circle is, you know, I'd been chasing the dream for uh seven years at that point i've been out in california whatever and then to finally come home and get a crack at the nhl was really cool um and to have you know all my family there to to support me and then uh yeah like you said my first actual game was in toronto and i was lucky enough to get one go uh get one to go i scored my first game so that was you know shocked me as much as it shocked anyone else (laughs) well it's funny i actually remember that and i and i forgive me because i said that you started with the maple leafs but that was the following year you played a game with the maple leafs so you got both sides then you went back to ottawa so you you were there a couple of times yeah i do remember that first goal because that was at that point you had not played the nhl then all of a sudden you signed with ottawa and you spent the entire year there you score your first nhl goal what was that like and how did that come to be did you expect to make that team did you expect to spend the four year like where did that all come from no it was it was a complete surprise to me um i had been on a pto actually i was on three ptos with stockton the year before so you know that's a lot of uh uncertainty and some moving parts and what have you um and then the next year i signed a pto with ottawa um I did have some familiarity. Sorry, my puppy here is saying hi. I had some familiarity with um, 
the coach and DJ Smith, he was my coach and junior. So he did know what I brought to the table and they were in, um, you know, a pretty good rebuild. So there was some opportunity and, um, I came out, I had a really good camp and I kind of, you know, forced their hand a little bit. I think I was kind of, you know, in the mix and creating something most nights. And, um, so I was, uh, lucky enough to have the opportunity to start there and things went well. And we had a, we had a good year until, uh, COVID hit. You started in the AHL, as we talked about, and it took you a handful of years to get that opportunity at the NHL level. As an undrafted player, you started within LA's organization. You bounced around a little bit. Was there ever a sense of doubt that that opportunity would never come? Or did you always, in the back of your mind, believe that it could happen? Yeah, no, there was there was definitely some doubt at times. Um, but also, I think in this profession, you have to always you know, keep some belief, right? And so there was probably uh moments of doubt but i think you know the big picture in the back of my head was like well you know just keep grinding and, and keep showing up and you know see what happens um so i was i was lucky enough to get a chance finally and uh but yeah there's there's ups and downs in a hockey career right and day to day and whatever it is well as is life but uh it's important to kind of just keep moving forward right and good things will happen was it disappointing to to not be drafted? You played in the OHL and to not hear your name called. Was that a surprise or something that you you were kind of expecting to to not be drafted? Yeah, I I, I wasn't expecting to be drafted. Um, you know, I was just playing junior hockey and having fun and seeing how far I could take it. Um, I wasn't drafted into the OHL either, for that matter. So it was you know, there's never been. I was never highly touted. I, I was a hardworking player that, you know, could use some some work on his feet or some work on his hands or whatever kind of work it was, right? So, but, you know, you just kind of keep showing up and keep out working, guys, and, you know, people start to fall off, and next thing you know, you're a little higher up the ranks than you thought. Did you think from an early age that you wanted to be a pro hockey player, or is this, again, just something that kind of happened over time and just manifested a little bit over time? Yeah, I mean, I think you always dream of it, um, you know, as a kid. But uh, like I said, I was never really the star. So it wasn't, you know, like, oh, I'm just going to go be a pro hockey player, right? It was like, well, let's keep playing hockey and let's just kind of see what comes of it. And, uh, you know, I ended up in a good position where I've been able to make a living out of it. So, yeah, it's it's been awesome, but definitely, you know, was never expected. And so every day is, uh, is, is, is I, I cherish when did it all start for you uh just hockey in general lacing up the skates kind of fall in love with it yeah um my my dad's a very passionate hockey fan um and so he kind of always had it on and I, I i started playing i guess as young as you can i mean they, they probably had me on skates at two or three or whatever it was but uh i guess i started playing when i was five or six and you know the rest is kind of history was there any other sports that you liked or was it always hockey yeah, no, I was I was very active in sports. I played a little bit of everything. Uh, I'd say lacrosse was kind of like my number two, but um, there just aren't as many options in the lacrosse world. So it was kind of like, you know, you pick between hockey and lacrosse at some point when you become a teenager and, and hockey made a little more sense. Um, I played uh, soccer. I played, some, you know, all the high school sports, football, baseball, all that stuff. So I was always active in sports, yeah. You said lacrosse. What position and were you a similar style of player lacrosse-wise as hockey or a little bit different? Yeah, no, I was uh, 
I was pretty skilled at lacrosse, but I think I also had that edge on me there too. So that helped. Um, but you know, you kind of need that. Like, like we played box lacrosse in Canada, right? So that's inside the rink. It's, it's a pretty rough sport. Um, we played a bit of field in high school as well. So then you open it up and it's more of a skilled game, but, uh, yeah, I could, I could put the, the ball in the net there, um, a little better than I put the puck in the net. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Um, any other kids that you grew up with as a kid that played both sports? Was that just something that was commonplace in the area? You'd kind of play both. If you play hockey, you probably play lacrosse, vice versa. Yeah, I think it's just great kind of summer training. It's awesome cardio and the play kind of develops the same in certain senses. And it's, it's a lot of good hand eye. It's a good physical sport. Um, so I think a lot of guys that are good hockey players often started lacrosse too. Um, Cody Cece is one that I grew up playing with who's, you know, doing very well now. Um, and he was always a great lacrosse player too. So there's a few guys around Ottawa like that. So who did you idolize as a kid uh, hockey-wise? Who was the guy that you that you loved? Um, I kind of grew up a Joe Sackick fan. I just like, you know, the way he fired the puck. And we always liked the Colorado Avalanche. So um, I, would, I would say – him um i don't necessarily play like him but he was always fun to watch and then you know the ottawa guys we always followed closely so i always respected you know the battles between chris neal and kaidomi and darcy tucker and those guys like that so um i wouldn't say there's anyone in particular but i i just enjoyed you know the game so your first full season i believe at the ahl level you were in manchester which was affiliated with la before everybody came out west you guys won the Calder Cup that year. Um, I know, it, just looking at your stats, you didn't play in the playoffs. So how did that all come to be? Was it just a situation as a young player you didn't get in? Yeah, so I um, had a pretty good rookie year, and then I think it was my second year we won it all, right? So that year I, uh, I tore my MCL. So I was out for um, six to eight weeks, uh, I want to say like after Christmas kind of onward. So uh at that point, they were kind of filling a spot. So they brought in uh, Paul Bizonette. Um, and so he, you know, he did a good job and he and he popped in there and they were kind of got rolling and I was kind of on the outside looking in. So, um, you know, I played whatever, 40, 50 games that year, I guess it was. And then uh, the boys took it home and won it all. So it was fun to, uh, you know, be a part of the ride and, and see how it all goes about. And uh, it was fun to celebrate with the guys and it was a fun year. There's a lot of guys that went and played in the NHL from that team, and that's how it often works, right? These teams that have success at the AHL level usually are filled with future NHLers. Was there anything or, or like one common denominator about that team and why you guys had such a good run and, and went all the way? Um, Off the top of my head, not really. We just had a lot of – I mean, we, we played a good style of hockey. We played a hard game. We played together. Um, you know, the guys would go to war for each other. We were all very close, so um, – I think it's it's got to be a lot of factors most years when they win it all. And uh, I'd say in our year, it was, yeah, it was, you know, good camaraderie and a lot of good players, good goaltending and a bit of good luck. Mike Stuthers, I believe, was your, your head coach uh, during that season. Very well-respected guy in, in the hockey world. Without picking out in a negative way any coaches you've had who's been your favorite coach over all these years who's the guy that you've just really kind of bonded with and we can we can take j-mac out of it he's you're still building that relationship who's the guy that you just you felt like their style fit the person that you were yeah um there's a handful but uh you know dj smith kind of gave me my start uh in ottawa so um and and also he kind of brought me along in junior where i hadn't quite been 
the player I was until he instilled confidence in me in my, in my overage years. So, um, you know, I'd put him up there. Um, Troy Mann and David Bell were really good for me um, in Belleville. You know, they, they respected my game. They respected me as a person and, you know, gave me, gave me lots of confidence and lots of leash and I was able to play some good hockey. So um, yeah, I'd put those guys right up at the top of the list for sure. We talked about it at the start. You've got two youngsters uh, and your wife and you guys, you know, every couple of years, just the way hockey works, sometimes you're going to different cities and living in different areas. So how have things changed for you from being a rookie and a guy who maybe didn't have a ton of responsibilities to now being a father and having to account for all those other elements aside from just going to the rink and playing? Yeah, it's busy. Uh, you know, you wake up uh, a little more tired now that you have a couple kids, right? But um, you get used to it, and and it's and it's such, it's such an an awesome problem to have, right? Having two young, loving kids and a and a loving wife and a, and a good family, like it's it's an amazing situation, and it's fun to get to show them around, and it's fun to get to um, experience this with them, and for them, you know, to come to the rink and and see me play and. Uh, and, and like I said, it's nice to to get away from the rink and to be able to turn your head off of hockey and, and you know focus on things outside of that. And there's so much to do out here in this Cali- California sun with them. So we were down at the beach yesterday and we're always, you know, doing different things and finding different day trips and exploring new areas. So it's been awesome, yeah. I think we have to put it in perspective because they just had the Heritage Classic up in Edmonton, and I think it's already freezing out there. So we just have to remember, always put it into perspective how uh, how lucky we are with the weather because it's fall right now in the Bay Area and it's been cooking. So um, I'm sure that's a nice little bonus when you're when you're playing for for a team and living in a city where it's it's still nice when you get to fall and even through the winter. And you've dealt with this. You've lived down in Southern California and you've been in this Pacific Division. Looking at the team that you guys have this year. You know, some veteran players on this group. And I think from a talent standpoint, it's it's only a matter of time before things start to gel and you guys start getting the results to go your way. What have you thought, though, of just new teammates, new surroundings and kind of building those relationships? It's been good. Like you said, you know, we've got off to a, a little bit of a rocky start here, but um, I, I believe in the guys in that dressing room. And I think we have some some good characters. So, um you know, oftentimes in a season, a team will go through a lull, right? So hopefully we're just getting ours over with at the start. You always need to kind of to, to, to feel that, to, to know how to get through it and how to persevere when it comes down to it later in the season. So, um, you know, I think we, once we get one, we'll get a bunch. And, uh, yeah, the, the, group's, the group's been great and things are good. So uh, we're just kind of waiting for our next game here whenever you're coming off a loss you kind of just are counting down the days to get back into it right and get back try to get back in the win column our next games uh, without dating this interview will be up north of the border in calgary back to the homeland if you will although you're on the other side of uh of the country is it fun to to go back up there up to canada and just be immersed back kind of in in your culture and what you're used to yeah absolutely um Calgary's a, a passionate hockey town, so I'm sure it'll be a, a fun rink there and a fun game. And it's uh, nice to go get, you know, a bit of Timmy's coffee into me and a couple things I'm used to and that my body run on best, right? So, uh, yeah, it'll be nice to, to get over there. And it's it's nice to go there early before the uh, extreme temperature is hit and the, the heavy snow. Yes. Yeah, for sure. We hit it last year, dead of winter, and it was uh, it was an experience to say the least. But hey, you got to toughen us up a little bit, uh, us Californians. Uh, we're talking to Scott Sabrin, Barracuda forward. You're from Orleans, uh, Ontario. Where do you spend your off seasons uh, with the family these days? 
Um, so we kind of moved. We're still in Ottawa. We just kind of headed west a little bit. So Canada is where the Sens play, and we're about 20 minutes north of that, kind of out in the boonies there, a little area called Woodlawn. Um, so that's where we kind of set our ground. Um, it's, a, it's a nice little spot. We got a little kind of cottagey type set up on the river, and it's great for the kids, and it's great for, you know, the dog and to, to kind of reset and get away. Well, you don't have to think about this, especially because you've been in – in professional hockey for over a decade. Um, but what do you think you'd be doing if you weren't a hockey player? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I'm not sure to be honest when I was, uh, younger, I kind of, the, the PHBA always mentioned this, uh, festy firefighting program. So that kind of always piqued my interest. I think it's, you know, a, a noble, a noble job, um, that, you know, kind of revolves around teamwork and hard work and physicality and staying in shape. So that kind of checks a lot of the boxes. Um, so maybe, maybe some along those lines. What is an off season like for a player just to kind of fill fans in when you're maybe not signed and you're still training and working out because you're going to continue to play. You just don't know where it's going to be. What is that like? And then this off season signing with the sharks, you know, how does that all come to be? Do you, it, obviously, your agent's probably telling you that you've got some teams interested, but just walk us through that entire process. Yeah, so uh, I would say back in the day, I it came with a little more stress, you know, because you just didn't know when your next job was coming and it's something you're not familiar with and you're just kind of like in limbo, right? But um, in more recent years, it's like every year I've ended up playing hockey, right? So I'm just the job's going to come and basically all I can worry about is getting ready for it. So I don't know where I'm headed yet or whatever it is, but you go to the gym and you get on the ice and you get ready and you take care of yourself and you get to enjoy some time off and spend it with family. But uh, we try not to stress in the off season too much. Right. I mean, um, and, and things have worked out. Um, and what was the second part of your question again? Uh, just the whole process, finding out maybe that a team or two is interested this year. It was the sharks. Right. Uh, yeah, I know. So my, my agent called me with a, you know, a few different options and uh, the Sharks kind of fit a lot of the framework of, you know, what we were looking for. And uh, it, it came together nicely. So um, it was July 1st. We were enjoying some Canada Day festivities at the at the place with some family up and I got the call. So it was uh, it's always nice getting it over with nice and early like that. We had an assistant coach for a couple of years, Jimmy Bono. He's still with the organization uh, as a scout, tough guy during his career. He would always give guys little pointers. And I know for, for many years, he'd go to boxing classes and he was really into MMA. As a guy who fights uh, for, a, for a living, amongst other things, have you done any of that over your, your career uh, just to continue to work on kind of the fighting skills? Yeah, not really. Um, I was like... Uh in high school I wrestled and stuff and I kind of grew up, you know, always rough housing with buddies and stuff like that, but never, uh, much like professional training, kind of just, you know, live and learn type stuff, get in there and, and see how you, how you can do. Um, I try to work on, you know, my, my skills in the summer and trying to put the puck in the net. Cause I think that'll keep you around a little longer when it's all said and done, if you start to learn to do that. So, um, the fighting, you know, I got a pretty good grasp on, so I'm, I'm I'm mostly comfortable in there, and I don't I don't train too hard on it in the summer. No, uh, it's funny uh, you, you mentioned the goals. Uh, Paul Bissonnette, who you alluded to as a teammate for a little bit, he always talks about uh, you never score too many goals because then they they expect you to score goals. He's being facetious, obviously, during his career. I think if he could have scored uh, as many as you have during your career, he would have certainly taken it. 
Um, but just uh, again, looking ahead with uh, with this group and some of these young players, you've evolved in your career as any player would from maybe a, a green, you know, having a, you know, a, a green mind frame in terms of just youthfulness to now a veteran. How has that approach changed, if at all? Have you become more vocal? Um, have you kind of embraced being a veteran player? How has that changed for you over your career? Yeah, it's fun. I think, you know, guys kind of look up to you at times, which is good. And I try to lead by example. I mean, I, I think I'm also a vocal guy, but, um, you know, I just try to teach guys little things and, you know, let them know that what you're doing is, is a heck of a gig and, you know, you're playing hockey for a living. And so, you know, work hard, but take a deep breath and appreciate it and just, you know, keep your perspective on things, right? Like, you lose a game and everyone's, you know, down in the dumps for a week. It's like, well, you know, in the grand scheme of things, things are okay, but let's get back to work. Let's work hard the next day and let's try and get back to winning. But uh, yeah, just, just little things, right. Little things that I've picked up over the years um, that that might be able to help them. I just, you know, I want to see these young guys do well. Right. And, and if I made mistakes as a young kid, well, I want to see them. I want to teach them, you know, how not to make that mistake type thing. Right. So You've been in lots of training camps. You've played in the NHL. You've been around some amazing players. Who would you say is maybe the most skilled guy that you've you've ever been on the ice with? Uh, the most skilled guy I've ever been on the ice with. Um, well, I mean, when I was with that Toronto group, there's there's a handful of them, right? Between Marner and Matthews and Nylander and uh, and then you you look at the Ottawa guys. I mean, you got Timmy Stutzla, like this guy's a heck of a hockey player right you can do it all so you got brady kachuk which is like the ultimate kind of power forward type setup so there's lots of uh lots of pretty impressive players that i've gotten to uh to see play and it's uh been an honor doing so what was your favorite building that you played in at, at the nhl level um i would say vegas was kind of a pretty cool show because it kind of felt like you were like the Vegas show that night type thing. Right. So I got in a fight against Reeves there one time. So that was like a pretty exciting big moment. Right. It was like a lot of energy in the building. It's pretty, pretty hype around it. So I, I'd say uh, Vegas, like you walk through the casino on the way in and it's just like very different. Right. It's, it's, it's not like anything you're used to in the hockey world really. So I think they do a good job there. Yeah. I went to one playoff game their first season uh, and it was incredible. Just the, the type of pregame, Things that are going on, whether it's it's uh, Vegas style dancers walking the concourse or climbing on on poles, it was just a crazy experience. And the music is so loud too; it just it's hard to not get get fired up. You mentioned dropping the gloves with uh, Reeves. Is that something when you look at a team and you're kind of scouting a team, you know who their tough guys are, you know that may be a, a potential uh, scenario. Uh, do you go into a game thinking about that too often, or or is it just like, hey, if it happens organically, it happens? Yeah, it depends on the scenario. I'd say in my older age, um, I try to to let it happen organically. I be, you know, I go out, I play hard, and if it forces their hand and they come over, well, then you know we'll deal with it. But um, I kind of trying to have a hockey first approach um, now. But you know, that being said, when it was with Reeves and whatever, that was a bit of a different situation in the NHL. So I was still scratching clawing to stay up there and prove myself and prove to the guys that I was willing to do it. So I kind of went looking for that one. So I guess it's, you know, situational. It's, it depends on, on the game, you know, for down a goal or two and you need a, you need a spark, then that might be a good time or other times, you know, if 
the guy's looking for it and you're up a couple goals, you might not want to give them that life, right? So it's uh, there's a lot to it, and it's it's very situational. At this point in your career, what's your favorite part about coming to the rink every day? Getting on the ice and playing hockey, man. It's uh, it's a heck of a job, and it's fun to to be out there. I mean, obviously game day is the best, but practice days are fun too, right? You're working on your craft, and you're you're yupping it up with the guys, and you're having fun, and you're and you're playing hockey. So um, it's always going to be getting on the ice. It's it's fun. What's your favorite thing to do away from the rink? In the summers, I like uh, golfing. I like uh, I like boating with my family. I like you know, like yesterday with the kids, we went down to the beach. We went down towards uh, Half Moon Bay and kind of drove down the coast and explored some beach. So that's been pretty special getting to to get down and enjoy the sunshine and the beach time before it gets too cold around here, if that happens. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we have we have lots of hobbies, but we like you know day tripping with the kids and trying to find new adventures. What do the kids make of the beach? They love it. My son thinks he's a little pirate, and so he's always on a treasure hunt and looking for different X's and treasures and what have you and seashells, and it's great. That's amazing. Well, uh, I always offer to the guys, and I, a couple of guys have taken me up on it, but me being the Santa Cruz resident and somebody who kind of grew up in and around the surfing culture, I always offer uh, lessons for anybody who wants to go. So if the kiddos ever want to come over to Santa Cruz, I've got some extra boards, and uh, we'll get them out in the water and you know, it's a little cold, but uh, it's still yeah. a lot of fun. That would be awesome. We messed around a little bit when we were in San Diego. My wife and I had got a couple boards, the Kirkland specials. Those yep, I've got two of those. <laughs> yeah. Try to avoid out on the water. Yeah, we were them. But uh, no, it was it was lots of fun. And it's just it's an amazing way to spend, you know, a couple hours. Yeah, it's uh, San Diego is even a, a whole other level because the water's warm down there, at least in the summertime. So uh, hard to beat. Sabs, we appreciate the time. It's been great to kind of get to know you in the early stages of this year and uh, continue to to get to know you over the rest of the year. But uh, best of luck along the way, and thank you again for the time. Thank you for having me, Knowles. I appreciate it. A big thank you to Barracuda forward Scott Sabrin. That'll do it for this edition of Cuda Confidential. I'm Nick Nolenberger saying thanks for listening, and so long until next time. This has been a presentation of San Jose Barracuda Hockey.